and welcome to Yoga for the Revolution, a podcast about self-care in the age of resistance. And it does feel like the resistance. It feels to me like the revolution is upon us. We're going to talk a little bit today about why race, why I'm even talking about race on a yoga podcast. And I want to start with a quote from Cornell West. Justice is what love looks like in public. I'll get back to that. We're going to circle right around to love and justice in just a little bit. I'm going to intro here just for a moment to say that so much of the self-help industry of the quote-unquote wellness world seems to distance itself, themselves, from the cultural impact of society, of bigotry, and, and really from context overall, lately, basically since Saturday, since Charlottesville riots, there has been an awkward silence coming from this community. Not everyone, I won't generalize and say everyone, but you know, it's not like the whole yoga community has stood up and said, this is how we fight and this is how we do it um, with a compassionate heart. This is how we overturn white supremacy, and this is how we do it with a yogic mind. This is how I felt about the advertising industry after the election of Trump. I felt that here we have a cadre of incredibly talented and creative people who sell things that nobody needs to a nation of people in debt. So... We have the skills to be pretty convincing. Why are we not using those skills to advocate for better leadership? I feel similarly about the silence coming from the wellness community around the events in Charlottesville. So I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. I have also heard from other people. This is not my my alone in my head frustration. I've I've heard from a few people here and there on Facebook that this quietness is is a little jarring and also well there there's also and I'm I'm in this category as well of white people who are like oh I get it now so let's talk about it and let's talk about it the way I want to talk about it and that also is going to be really jarring that's kind of a separate issue and it's just going to be a muddle and it's going to be a little bit of a mess and that's just the way that's going to go but I'm still going to talk about it I'm going to try to do it with as much awareness as I can see yoga skill awareness I'm applying it in real life here are the reasons why I think this is happening one is yoga people Like that's a whole category, but yoga people are supposed to be full of peace and love, or we think we are. That whole wellness space, the industry, the wellness world at large is really addicted to positivity. And it's not just, you know, the the rooms that are all painted white and the whispery voices that yoga and meditation packages come in, although that is also part of it. But it's also the way some of the original teachings have been translated or interpreted. Like if a yoga person is bitchy, then that's not very yogic. As if people who do yoga aren't judgmental. 
Of course we are. We're human. In fact, a lot of people who've been doing work in yoga and meditation are also really sensitive. So people have emotions and we have all of them. And not everyone is a pristine lake at dawn with no ripples of thought or negativity. You know, we may be working to calm the chitta vritti, the chatter of the mind, but come on, who are we kidding? The mind is chattering. So when something happens in the world, there are emotions, and some are labeled as acceptable, and some are not. Sadness and grief are acceptable coming from a quote-unquote a yoga person. Anger and rage, not acceptable. Openness and compassion are acceptable. Separateness and judgment, not acceptable. How did that happen? You know, that's what I'm seeing a lot of. I'm seeing people go straight to everyone is a brother, brothers and sisters, humanity is all one. And, you know, the sooner we convince everybody of that, the sooner all our problems will go away. And it's not that I don't believe that to be true, Intellectually, I do believe that to be true, but I don't necessarily think that that is the method by which we eradicate a white supremacist movement. So how did that happen? How did that division between what's acceptable to express as someone who is aiming to practice compassion, someone from the world of yoga and meditation, and and the other emotions which are totally unacceptable, the kind of shadow emotions. I think some of it is about the commercialization of yoga, the kind of whitewashing that went into the westernization of the practice. And some of it, I think, has to do with the feminization of yoga. And we'll talk more about gendered stuff next week. But I think some of the acceptable, not acceptable emotion stuff is very gendered. Uh, Women are supposed to be nice and sweet and flexible. So not like angry, shit-kicking beast monsters, even though sometimes that's a much more apt description of how I feel. Here's my point, is that all humans, but especially if you're coming from a place where you think that as, as someone who practices yoga, you're only supposed to express love, we don't have to only love. I mean, yes, someday, but if you're not there, it is inauthentic to express if we just all close our eyes and think of peace then everything will be fine it's okay to feel other things we can use meditation we can use our practices to help find that compassion but also to be in touch with our actual emotions i think some people in the wellness community are going straight to love conquers all and just skipping some steps along the way or making the mistake of just stopping there, just saying, let's all love one another, and why can't we all get along, and then going back to their matcha lattes. And then there's the second big reason I think the yoga community is not talking about racism, and I'm using racism as an example, but yoga doesn't talk about politics. I also don't think white supremacy should really be called politics. It's not really a Democrat-Republican issue, should be pretty easy to say bigots are bad and pretty much everyone will agree with you you have to worry about alienating your consumer base Eh, we live in a weird world right now but there's something more insidious here and it has to do with how white 
yoga is or how white the wellness world is, I don't know if it's just some leftover New England puritanism, but it seems somehow unprofessional or inappropriate to talk about. Unseemly? Is that the right word? In part, because, and I I can speak to how it feels to be teaching yoga right now. People are coming to this space and they're coming, I don't know from where, they're coming to the studio to be in their bodies, in some cases to relax, in some cases to work out, in some cases to really leave behind everything that's outside of those doors. And I have felt in the past that it's not my place to bring politics into that safe space. We want to create this safe zone. And to start a class by talking about the latest crazy thing that Trump did is not helpful for that safe space. That said, am I really creating a safe space by not talking about it? I mean, surely for some people, for some people who enter a class when this horrible thing has happened and for the whole class to pretend it didn't happen, I mean, that feels really weird to me. And I feel that way at work as well. If, if there's been a shooting or if there's been a race riot and I go into the office and literally no one is talking about it, I feel like I'm in some weird twilight zone where everyone's been replaced with pod people who are all being really polite and no one wants to upset one another, but it's not reality. Now, in some cases, I have made it clear like during workshops or then also with groups I'm teaching that I welcome everyone and I might allude to, you know, despite what is going on in the world outside, this class is somewhere you know, they can be themselves, however that shows up. And maybe that is enough for a studio class. I don't own the studio. You know, I'm not talking about revolution on someone else's dime. I don't talk about pulling down Confederate statues at the studio, right? But then we have this space here, this podcast. It's called Yoga for the Revolution, I started it after Trump was elected. I thought I was going to talk about how to be calm in the face of injustice. And sometimes I do. But I also talk a lot about the fight. We talk about Arjun and Krishna. We talk about anger. And now I'm talking about racism. Because it's here. And it's present for me in a way it wasn't before. I mean, that's even a hard thing to say, right? Because There are some people who are like, yeah, it's been present for me since the day I was born. Like, good for you. You're kind of just getting the picture now. But that's the way it is. I'm getting the picture now. And it feels inauthentic to ignore it, to pretend that this inner journey that we're all on is just individual and devoid of context. Because it's not. I am practicing some internal questions, right? Some self-inquiry. This is what I can do. It's not just talk the game, but really look inside of me and see where I've been blind or ignorant to racism. How does racism show up in my world? How have I benefited from it? And that's uncomfortable. You know, I talk about having a conversation with yourself, learning to be quiet enough to tune in. Well, this is there too. I read you a poem from Dana Falls that says in one line, go in and in and turn away from nothing that you find. Well, here we go. Now we have the chance to practice. 
let's go in and in and look for the ways we've been affected by race and how that shows up, good or bad, whatever it is. Let's look because we cannot change this stuff if we don't even look. We have to look. I have to look. And the reason why we need to get uncomfortable and ask these questions is because it really is the only way. It's the only way I can see to change it. Last year, when I first heard Trump's slogan, Make America Great Again, I thought, what is he even talking about? What, he's going to take us back to coal to be a manufacturing hub? Like, I, I didn't even, I couldn't even fathom what he was talking about. But no, because that's not what he meant. He meant make America white again. And I didn't know that. I mean, I really didn't. And now I do. And so now I get to open my eyes and decide if I want to think about this stuff or not, if I want to talk about it or not, if I want to write about it or not. I get to make that decision because I'm a white person. And look, I don't know who you all are out there, but my guess is a lot of you are white. And my guess is this conversation is either um, intriguing or it's making you uncomfortable. It's making me uncomfortable. In fact, I'm worried that I'm turning people off to this show. That by talking about this, that some of you out there are going to say, oh, I really just can't hear this right now. And I get it because that's what I've been saying for a year. You know, like, can we not? And I'll tell you, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't engage. I don't listen to the news every single day. My boyfriend knows I'll come home and he can, he'll ask me, can we talk about this? Or before he puts on the news or even Seth Meyers or John Oliver, he'll ask me if I'm okay to watch it because shit sucks, man. And I take a break sometimes, but I can't not talk about it. I don't think it's right to come at this and and just say, you know, if everyone just stays in their on their mat and like closes their eyes and and prays and hopes for love that everything will be okay. And you can disagree with me there. I have I invite disagreement there. And if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. I think that this kind of shift in a culture will take action. And then action will need to come from a solid place inside. So yes, self-inquiry is a must. Yes, meditation will help. Yes, prayer will help if, if you pray, if that's your thing. You know, yes, love, compassion, all of that, all of those are tools But right now, I feel strongly that those are tools to embody in some kind of action, whether that's speech or conversation with loved ones or a protest or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is for you. We talked a little bit about that last week. It will probably be different for everyone, but I do think that action is required on some level. So here I am talking about it. And I don't have all the answers. I'm not saying I get it and I know what to do, so follow me. I still don't fully grasp what the hell is going on and what's been going on and what my role was and is and could be. This is a it's kind of a new space for me. But this is yoga. 
This is the definition of yoga. Let's go back to that quote from Cornell West. Justice is what love looks like in public. Let's take this yoga, let's take this love, and let's do something with it because we have the opportunity to do it now. We have the chance. We've been given a moment and a responsibility to use the tools we have to make change or not, right? Like yoga doesn't have to be your path to change. You can download yoga videos and you can stream them or go to classes and you can never think about race and you can never think about the broader context of our society. I mean, if you're white, you can do that. You can totally separate your own inner journey from all of this. I can't tell you not to, but this is the context of that inner journey. This is the world where your journey is happening. This is the world we live in. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it can't really be separate. For me, right now, it can't. And so I'll say what I've said before, although I feel like it's got a little different thing on it now. This space, this conversation is for all of us. And like any inner journey or or investigation into the self, it might be a little messy. As the person in front of the microphone, I may not get it right all the time. But this is what's happening. So let's figure out how to breathe and then keep fighting. Let's figure out how to doubt and then keep going. Let's get up off the floor of our chariot like Arjun and get into battle, whatever that looks like for you. I'm gonna part for now by saying thank you. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for breathing. Thank you for being a community, if an oddly quiet one. And that's fine. You don't have to chat it up on my Facebook page. Though I would encourage you to talk about this stuff. Talk about race. Talk about hatred and what's happened and what's been happening in our country. And then look inside. If you want to re-listen to the episode on the Bhagavad Gita or the one about what to do when you're really angry or how to deal with emotions... The whole back catalog of Yoga for the Revolution is on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all your podcasting places. And it's also on the site at yogafortherevolution.org. Also, I'm going to offer recommendations to some other voices. um, And I'll put these also in the show notes on the site. Andrea Renee Johnson I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, She has a podcast called Liberty by Andrea Rene Johnson. I just uh, signed up for a course she's doing, and I've heard her speak just on a, a quick Facebook Live, and she's coming from a space of wellness and coaching and real engagement, like kind of raw, authentic engagement, I think is really valuable right now. I also just listened to episode 25 of a podcast called The Boonie Breakdown, and the episode name is This Is America. I've got some work to do looking at going back to her back catalog, but I do recommend episode 25. It's called This Is America, and the name of the podcast is The Boonie Breakdown. That's B-O-O-N as in Nancy, I-E, 
breakdown. She interviewed just a handful of people all about their reaction to Charlottesville. Uh, Worth listening to. For me, it was really interesting just to open my eyes a little bit more to the divide that I didn't know was there quite as much as it is. I will put those up on the show notes. And please, also, if you have other sources where you're finding inspiration or you're finding knowledge or you're finding support, let me know. Um, I'll be happy to check them out and maybe give them a little shout out on the show if, if they're appropriate and helpful and interesting. And, you know, in the meantime, keep breathing and live to fight another day. 